Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, December 7th. Practice patience. It is the shortest path to success. Patience will keep you calm in the face of difficulties and will enable you to meet each obstacle effectively. There's a Sanskrit word, tapasya. Tapasya is a wonderfully subtle word. In English it can be translated to mean austerity, self-sacrifice, and then sometimes it's translated to mean self-deprivation and suffering, things like that. Sri Yukteswar, who was Yogananda's guru, as I understand it, defined tapasya as patience, which I thought was just an absolutely marvelous definition, because patience is the restraining of the will by an act of faith, calm faith, that if I persevere, I mean that, that I just simply need to persevere. And tapasya means restraint, is what tapasya really means. Just restraining, restraining the impulse to overindulge, restraining the impulse to action, restraining the impulse to fear. You know, tapasya is taking your energy, pulling it to a focus and holding it there. I mean, oftentimes in life, the hardest thing to do is nothing. But not nothing like, oh, I'm just going to go to bed and watch movies until this is over, because that's a specific act of lowering your conscience. Patience, doing nothing, is actually taking all the energy that I would have used in outward action and restraining it in, 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 in an emotional sense. It doesn't mean that you won't act, but to act with patience means that all of that emotional feeling has to be done, anxiety, <clears throat> is restrained. And that part of one is held perfectly still. And then from that point of view, one can make calm, <clears throat> appropriate suggestions. Patience takes an enormous amount of willpower. Because whenever we feel anxious, or feel like something has to be decided, Often what comes with it is now. You know, it's, it's a big deal. I've often said to people when they've asked me questions or talked to me about things, it's like there, there was a phrase at Ananda, that, there is a phrase that we've often used, and it plays against patience and it plays against the worldly belief that the only way to solve problems is with outward action, which is sometimes you have to let the karma play itself out a little bit more. And that's a, it's a tricky phrase because, well, you've got to do something. No, actually, we have to just let the karma play itself out a little bit more. It's not ripe for solution. Every, the individuals involved have to have more experience. Or we simply don't know what to do yet. So rather than doing something, anything, we're going to restrain that energy. We're going to restrain that belief that we must do something. Hold ourselves, not merely calm, but in attunement with a higher consciousness. 
Patience involves in its higher form attunement with a higher consciousness, which is, when it is time to act, I will know what to do. And if I don't know what to do, that's one of the ways you can tell it's not time to act. Even in our community, of especially in Ananda Village, I speak of this, but no, actually, in all through Ananda. In Ananda Village, we used to have a village. They still do, but I don't live there anymore. When I lived there for 16 years, we had a village council. It was actually elected from the various areas. We didn't campaign, really. People would volunteer or accept a draft, and then we would vote on our representatives. And we did not have a... So that was there was that aspect of democracy, is what I'm going to say. But we didn't really the council on which I served from time to time, we didn't really vote. We didn't really say, well, five of us feel this way and four of you feel that way, so we're going to do it the way the five want it. Nor did we operate on consensus in the sense of, we'll just keep talking about it till everyone agrees, because that is not a very, as a rule, a very dynamic way to make decisions. As Swami would often joke, there was a a stray dog in the village and it took six years by the process of consensus to make a decision about what to do with the dog. And I believe it actually did. And that's just not, you, you don't accomplish that much by that method. But merely because five people think something is right and four don't doesn't really mean that the majority decision is actually the right decision. It just means that some of them think it is and some of them think it isn't. So what Ananda actually became, um, we coined our own word, which was a dharmocracy. And of course, that's taken from the word dharma, which is that we all tried to attune ourselves to dharma. And when we all attuned to dharma, it wasn't that every ego changes its mind to match other egos, is that we were all attuning ourselves to a higher vibration. And when we were attuned to that higher vibration, the decision would be obvious. And even even if sometimes the decision was, it's really your responsibility, I think you should make the decision. It wasn't even that everyone would change their minds. It's just that we would see what the right action was in that moment. Because sometimes in my own life, I've had to say that to myself. Well, you know, if I were responsible for that, I would do it differently. But it, it isn't my responsibility, it's his. So I need to support him in doing what he thinks he needs to do. So you see, that's not the same as consensus. That's not the same as democracy, but it is dharma. It's dharma because I'm supporting my brother or my sister in in whatever process is appropriate for them. And there's no principle at stake here that I need to fight for. There's no terrible thing that's going to be done that I need to prevent. This is actually what we're doing here. So, So... in the village council, and I remember we were having some hoo-ha about something or another, and the consensus was it's not time to make a decision. Because if we don't all clearly see what the dharma of the situation is, then we're not ready. And then we waited, and the karma played itself out. Circumstances shifted slightly, not disastrously, just enough, that all of a sudden we all understood what needed to be done. And we did it, and it was harmony. And it, it's been, it's proven to be an exceedingly dynamic way to do it. So in one's own life, if I can't come to a consensus within myself about what really, and myself and my higher self, 
my higher and my lower self, my divinely trusting self and my practical, but I have a certain responsibility and I have to act on that responsibility. If I can't reconcile all those different pieces, then it isn't time yet. Because when a decision is right, I know it. And this is, of course, based on experience. Experience both ways. Experience of allowing my impatience to drive me to action when I didn't really feel any inward confirmation of that action. It was that I didn't have the clarity and the willpower to restrain those feelings, I, to, to be patient. I just needed to settle it now. And pretty much without exception, when I acted that way, it didn't work out. And you, you do that enough, and you become suspicious of those feelings. And you be, it begins to cross your mind that maybe another way of doing this would be helpful. But the tapasya aspect of patience also has to be understood, which is why it's the shortest path to success. It's also the shortest path because if you act without clarity, you will just create another, another mess. So if success is actually your goal rather than the opportunity to express yourself, and to and to have exercise your your egoic power to act you you're just going to divert and make everything crazy patience also will keep you calm he says in the face of difficulties and will enable you to meet each obstacle effectively now there's several reasons why that's possible one of them is as i was saying if we act compelled by forces that are not really consciousness expanding for us or for others, then often our decisions are simply bad. Um, I have a wonderful phrase that I find very useful in terms of not feeling guilty when I make mistakes. It seemed like a good idea at the time. (laughs) And it always seems like a good idea at the time or else you wouldn't do it. Even if a minute after you hit the send button, on your emails, you realize it was a bad idea. But in the second, when you push that button, you thought it was a good idea, or else you wouldn't have done it. Now, that doesn't let me off the hook. It just helps me to understand that I'm not always right. And that merely because it seemed like a good idea at the time, maybe if I could have used a little more willpower to hold myself calmly, so it says, patience will keep you calm in the face of difficulty. So calmness itself is a huge value because calmness is essential for intuition. If the mind is agitated, all you hear is the mind. And what you want to hear is the superconscious self, which is um, only audible when the mind isn't filling all the spaces with crazy thoughts. Michael Singer, who's written two really fine best-selling books, The Surrender Experiment and The Untethered Soul, has this wonderful image, and I I must give him credit because it's not mine. He talks about, we think the thoughts in our head are us. I think when I hear thoughts in my head, I think I'm talking. He said, but notice, you're actually listening to your thoughts. So, which one are you? And he proposes, and rightly so, that the one who's listening to my thoughts is the real me. And then he suggests that we regard our thoughts as a roommate that never stops talking. (laughs) And merely because the roommate is talking to me doesn't mean that I 
have to do it. And so when our thoughts are talking to us all the time, when the roommate is chattering so much, sometimes I can't hear myself think. And when I use that I and that, I mean I can't hear my higher self. In other words, my true self. My roommate is making so much noise, I can't hear myself. So I need to get my roommate to shut up. I need to also get my roommate to understand, just because you say it doesn't mean I'm going to do it. And then I can attune myself. So when we're calm, and those thoughts are not driving us in a sort of hysterical way, we're much more likely to make better decisions. And if we have exercised patience and the self-restraint, the tapasya and the clarity of mind that is required for us to exercise patience, then we will also have built up the inner magnetism to be able to act effectively. When we act impatiently, almost always our energy is completely dissipated anyway. We say the wrong thing, we do the wrong thing, we act too fast, we don't think about it, we hit send on the email long before we should have hit send. And so what we do is ineffective anyway, because also it has no magnetism. And once you've kind of, you know, thrown your energy all over the place, people are not that inclined to listen to you when you come back, because they've already seen that you're just an unreliable mess. So you don't have any magnetism. Plus, you have dissipated your energy all over the place. See, the power of tapasya, and this is patience in tapasya, is that you see you withdraw energy from the periphery, you build it up at the center, so that when you finally do take action, you actually have some energy behind it. Instead of having drained the bucket completely and finding one little drop that you're now going to try to use. So you're also more effective because it's a much more efficient and powerful use of your energy. Patience. It's not easy, but who said good is easy? It isn't easy. But uh, (laughs) suffering is harder. (laughs) Let's just think like that. It's not like there's an alternative that's better. So, practice patience. It is the shortest path to success. Patience will keep you calm in the face of difficulties and will enable you to meet each obstacle effectively. Joy to you, my friends. Our work is made possible by inspired listeners. So if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.